Welcome everyone to Around the Horn Health and Phys Ed. This is a very special edition. So I want to put together something totally different. And I'm calling this my Frankenstein episode because it's just random clips of the past, um, I'd say about 10 shows and of, of things that either got cut because I didn't feel like they fit the, uh, I guess there was a tangent maybe we were going off on and I want to keep it concise. So these are some really beneficial tidbits of information, but there are also some funny things that just got cut from the show or they were on the show and I'm like, wow, I got to put this on the kind of the best of highlight reel show that that I have going on here. So um, I hope you enjoy this. This is going to be a nightmare to edit when I'm done with this. I could tell already, but it's a lot of fun. I have some really funny things and some really, again, good tidbits of information or just you know, words of wisdom from some fellow PE teachers and even myself. So there you go. Take a listen and let me know what you think. I, I'm really looking forward to this episode on random clips, uh, Frankenstein, whatever you want to call it. This is going to be cool. Check it out. Choice and voice. Uh, which is still slowly trickling into education in general. But as far as all teaching methods go, I think gamification is one of the most powerful with offering choices to kids. Yeah, one of the biggest draws to gamification is achievement and mastery over something. And video games are amazing because they they level that pretty well. And everything is gated to small achievable goals uh, and the best thing about it is what it teaches kids is that that growth mindset. Because in video games, usually failure is never final. It's always, okay, well, I'm going to respawn and try this again. So it's teaching them to keep trying until they get better, which is often, I think, a block in our classes where kids have learned that they can't do something and they just shut down and that's it. Whereas gamification uh, kind of entices them to keep trying with those small mini goals leading to that. Um, self-perceived success, which is powerful. You're increasing that zone of proximal development, right? Also known as that Goldilocks zone of, you know, not too hot, not too cold, not too hard, not too easy. And if we, the bigger we can make that zone, then the more they're going to be engaged because they're going to be challenged, yet having fun, yet achieving it and all those things uh, that we want. And, to me, I always think back to basketball. When that ball goes through the net, I get those hit of endorphins, right? Like, yes, that was great. I watched that. Same thing, it seems like with gamification. Yes, I leveled up. Like, that's positive. Now I have positive reinforcement. Let's go to the next level. Boom, and you keep going. And even if you don't get to the highest level, you still have built already a couple of marbles in the jar of positivity getting to where you got to. Be purposeful. So think about, okay, your demographics. And then even if you don't know people, reach out to them because a lot of people will help teachers, help schools, uh, fitness people. Um, you know, if you let them know, okay, I don't have a budget, but you can advertise, you could do this, this, and this. They're willing to help. So think about it that way. Because these are the words that need to be heard and need to be said. And then we need to, like you said, act on it. Mm-hmm. And we're the ones that are t- bringing up the next generation. So we got to do what we got to do. And we got to go to work. 
let's explore, let's destroy, let's muck around, let's just do whatever the hell we want. Do I get to bank my extra time? <laughs> you know, I will tell you this. Andy, uh, Andy Vasily, I, I, and then round three, I, I cut it by like five seconds and he was, he was adamant that he get that extra five seconds. And I, I, I asked him to show him, I, I need to see his IEP though. I said, if he gets that extended time, that's fine. So, uh, Jace, we'll see about that at the end, but yes, yeah, nice try. And that was that all motivation is intrinsic. It's just, what are you intrinsically motivated for? So we take, you know, we think about extrinsic motivation is for the sticker or the reward or the candy bar and intrinsic is because I want to do it. No, you're still intrinsically motivated, but to get the candy bar, not to learn the skill. So, um, so if we like kind of do that paradigm shift and think about all motivation as being intrinsic, it puts an onus of responsibility on us as, as the educator, as the facilitator of, of the instructional experience to make sure that we are channeling our students' energies into what we want them to learn, not the trinket toy or tool that we're using to get them to make that learning. So, um, in, in respect of the fact that you said you have a hard stop at eight o'clock and we want your family to still like us, I'm not okay. They're, they're, they just got home and they're doing pizza and stuff like that, but okay, go ahead. Um, I want people to understand that cooperative learning is not the same as cooperation and just, you know, that, that it's a whole pedagogy in and of itself. Joe's going to learn how to unmute, which is a whole nother thing, right? I got it. Sorry. <laughs> you think I'd be good at this by now. Okay, so the biggest pitfall is thinking you can do this immediately, that you can just literally say, I'm going to do cooperative learning, I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to get it done. The five elements are quite useful. They're not necessarily repeated in, in other sub subject areas, but they work really well in phys ed, um, you know, some other stuff coming in, but you're not going to achieve this overnight. It's not going to be a sudden change, and it's going to work, it's going to work and you're going to be really pleased, and it's going to bomb. And I've had times when it's just absolutely bombed on me. And And to see students realize that they matter that, and that they are an integral part, that's the, that's the biggest win for cooperative learning for me. But when uh, you buy into the lesson, you buy into the actual uh, activities, then you bring it, uh, you bring it, you know, to life, you actually sell it to the kids. Um, so when I'm, and also when I'm not prepared and I'm just like, okay, let me get this lesson in, boop, 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 and don't really explain to the kids, then the kids are all over and I'm looking like, why y'all don't get it? But I didn't explain it to them well enough for them to understand what to do. Assess what you value. Don't 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 value what you assess. We don't realize how much we talk sometimes, and we're standing, we're moving, and a lot of times we just don't realize how long the kids are sitting and how long we're talking. Uh, so I do think that having that stopwatch is definitely great.
So that's Wait, the am big... I playing this game or am I the game? Oh, you are playing the game, Ash. You are right in there. <laughs> Always playing a game. So just a real simple thing that I think you can visualize easily. So make a square and you have a small group. So you're going to have eight people or maybe just six people per square. On each square, about five feet off the corner, put a poly spot or two poly spots six feet apart from each other. So on every corner, you'll have two poly spots that are offset. Now, two players are going to be, so you're going to start with one person on each corner, and then you're going to have two other people that are going to go and stand on a poly spot, and they're going to just do rock, paper, scissors. If you win, you advance clockwise to the next poly spot, and then you play that player rock, paper, scissors. So we're still engaging one-on-one with another person. We're still competing, even though it is just rock, paper, scissors. And we have a goal in mind. We're trying to advance and see who can get around the square the most. You know, So, I mean, is it a high intensity? No, it's not. But it's going to be fun. They are going to be moving from place to place quickly, trying to win and, and advance around. You know, however well they do, you know, on a rock, paper, scissors will really determine how much they get around. But we can do those things. All right. So uh, take everything you know about elementary school fitness testing and throw it out the window for a second, because that's what I did. What I really got uh, disenchanted with was having a seven-year-old or eight-year-old or nine-year-old come to my PE classroom, know that they couldn't do a push-up, and I still had to somehow mandatorily make them fail at a push-up in front of their peers. This is our chance to hook them. We have them for six years in elementary. I get them from some of them for seven because they are super awesome. But I get them for six-ish years. That's my chance to make them a lover of for life of fitness. I'm wanting to say a strong mind needs a strong body to survive in this day and age. And that's my dang job. And I'm going to send them out there wanting to climb some stuff right along with me. When I'm bored as the teacher... I stop. As soon as I'm bored, I will I will straight up tell them, I'm bored, let's do something else. Because if I'm bored, I can't even imagine what you all are going through. So if you, you know, if you teach all these prerequisites, like how to encourage each other, you know, how does teamwork look like, sound like, and feel like, if you don't teach that before you start teaching soccer, basketball, and football, then that's when the arguments, you know, come into play, you know, right? Like when, when you start playing all these games, oh, but I won the ball. I won, you know, that's why I was like, oh, I'm the one who scored 45 points, right? You know, I'm the, I, 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 there's always I, right? But if, I think that if you really plan that teamwork, you know, into their minds, I think that, you know, you're going to be really successful when you start teaching all these sports, you know, uh, units. So Schleider ball, I set up on a giant field. You have two teams. And you set up hula hoops all around the field. And in the on the one end of the field is a big circle of cones. I don't know, 20 feet in diameter. Oh, you have some kind of basket. And you have an offense and a defense. And the defense's job is to keep you from scoring in the basket. So you were not allowed to enter into the coned area, into that circle. So you basically, just like in uh, like capture the fly kind of thing, you start at the end and you run from hoop to hoop. You can only have one person guard a hoop. And if you get tagged, 
So if a defender tags you, uh, you have to go in the middle into that diameter. And your job is a rebounder only. All you're doing is getting projectiles and giving them to your teammates. And the, and what they're doing is because the field's so big and hoops are everywhere, you're literally working on juking because you fake one way and go the other, working together, and then you time it. You can put two, three, four minutes uh, as a round, and then if somebody makes it in, you know, they can get a point. You could play the full three-minute rounds and add up the points. You could say the first one to score a point, the round ends, and then you switch. So you have the defense now going offense on the other side. You blow the whistle, they hit go, everybody's running, you're trying to avoid each other. It is such a fun game. Um, I, by the way, I'm still called a gym teacher all the time. I teach, I teach outside in a pavilion, and they call me a gym teacher. I'm not sure why, but um, although your name is Jim, and you're Jim in the gym, so I like that. That's, that works. Um, I'm just Dave, the gym guy. I don't know. She's like, well, why don't you do more team sports? I'm like, well, you know, because I'm teaching the skills. And, and you know, mm-hmm. she's like, well, you know, these fifth graders that, you know, they're going to be going on to middle school. I go, yeah, that's when they get the team sports. I said, it's not that I don't play any. That's when they really sports. should, yeah. Yeah, it's something I don't middle play school, anything. That's when they really should. Yeah. yeah. Middle school is when they're supposed to be able to, like, transition into, you know, more authentic, right? you know, gameplay. Yeah, so I try to tell her that I do more modified sports and then yeah. also i say i told tell her like 12 on 12 anything is not good i'm like i don't play 12 on 12 soccer i don't play you know kickball where you know 12 kids are standing in line 12 kids are picking their nose out in the field or whatever I mean, let's face it admin does not walk out to pe unless something's on fire or you lost a kid let's try not to do either one of those things or both of those things in one day Okay, the number one thing that gets me, fitness testing tends to be the fun killer. Kids come to PE, they want to get some energy out. Because think about elementary school right now. Breakfast time gets shorter. Lunch time is now, by my school, down to 24 minutes. Hey, sit down, be quiet, eat quickly. Hey, we're going to the library. Shh, we're in the library. This is when we have, PE is our last bastion of social interaction. But now, we're going to kill the fun and... And we're slowing everything down. Hey, guys, hurry up and get over here. Now stand there and wait because I can only test two people for push-ups at a time. Yeah, and like one thing that I kind of throw in there, too, is like I think about the kids who struggle with um, hitting those critical elements of a skill. And you drill and drill and drill. Well, then you put them in a more dynamic situation. And now all of a sudden, like they've spent a long time trying to you know, meet the bar for throwing an object. And now they have a student now approaching them as a defender and it all falls apart. And they realize it was so much work and struggle and they finally felt accomplished. And now they realize they are right back at square one. But nobody died. So it was good. I think it was just a strong worded discussion. You still have a job. Yeah. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. I really do appreciate it. You guys and girls are awesome. That was a fun episode to look back on and 
um, just find some really cool stuff. Some again, some funny things, some uh, random things, and some really cool uh, nuggets of information. So uh, take care, PE Nation. Keep tuning in, and I look forward to hearing from you. You guys and girls are awesome. Let's keep pushing the profession forward.